Hello and welcome to episode two of James Bond Minute. I'm Andrew Beasley, your host for the next few minutes as we talk about the second minute of the opening James Bond film, Dr. No. I only released episode one last week, but I've already learned something since that uh, could be quite helpful on the James Bond radio podcast on Friday, where they reviewed the Dr. No soundtrack. I learned that the opening sound that you hear at the start of the film and at the start of this podcast is actually from a longer piece called Atoms in Space by a lady called Daphne Oram, uh, who worked for the... BBC Radiophonic Workshop, so uh, very interesting to find that out, and they also identified in that show uh, one of the hosts that his favourite track from the soundtrack was uh, Twisting with James, which is what I've used for the start of this, so that's good as well. We left minute one with the titles showing that uh, Sean Connery was starring as James Bond, and for the whole of the minute I'm going to be talking about today, uh, it's just credits, so we'll just have a look, go through those and see who's listed and I can tell you a little bit about them. So the first new shot from this minute uh, lists Ursula Andress, Joseph Weissman and Jack Lord, which I guess makes sense as the next three behind Bond himself. It's understandable that Joseph Wiseman is listed so highly as he is playing the title character of the film, but uh, Dr. No only appears in the final 22 minutes of the of the film, so um, perhaps he's uh, lucky to be listed so highly. Um, obviously, Jack Lord is probably best known now for being in Hawaii Five-0, but that didn't start until 1968, so some six years after he'd been in this film. Uh, the next screen of credit starts with Bernard Lee, obviously played M um, in a total of 11 Bond films. Uh, Anthony Dawson, who is Professor Dent, and over the course of his career appeared in 15 films directed by Terence Young. Uh, so they obviously enjoyed working together, I guess. Uh, John Kitzmiller, who is Quarrel, uh, who was a US soldier and ended up staying in Italy after the war and acting in uh, mostly Italian films. Uh, Zena Marshall, who plays Miss Taro, and uh, Eunice Gason, who plays the small but crucial role of Sylvia Trench. Um, she's another person who appeared in Zarak, a film I mentioned last week. I think it could get quite a lot of mentions in this podcast. The next screen is the final one of the acting credits, and this is when the order starts to become really quite unusual because Michelle Mock at the top plays Sister Rose, which is a very small part, and, uh, and Yvonne Schemer is three below her, and she plays Sister Lily, and as they have the same amount of screen time, you'd think they'd be uh, listed together. Interestingly for Michelle Mock, uh, Dr. No is her only IMDb credit, so what she did aside from that, I don't really know. Um, below her is Lois Maxwell, famously Moneypenny, of course, um, who played her in 14 Bond films. Peter Burton um, is the armourer slash Major Boothroyd slash eventually Q. Um, he probably regrets not being available for From Russia With Love and probably setting himself up for his career. Uh, Louis Blazer played Playdell Smith, the chief secretary, Reginald Carter is Jones, who plays the driver who picks Bond up from the airport. Uh, William Foster Davis uh, is the superintendent. And finally, Margaret Lawars plays the photographer. I actually think she should be a lot higher up that list in view of the um, sort of more importance and screen time she gets than some of the people she's below, but there we are. Could also question um, why are some people not included here? Uh, Timothy Moxon, who played Strangways, or Lester Prendergast, who played Pussfella, um, have sort of minor but important roles. But I think it was pretty standard um, at this time that not every actor would be uh, would be listed. But some important roles there who didn't actually uh, appear in the credits. 
The next screen shows the director of photography as Ted Moore, who worked on Zarak, believe it or not, and uh, a total of four Terence Young films prior to Dr. No. Um, perhaps not such a well-known name, but he did work on Seven Bonds, um, all of the first four, and then the first three in the 1970s as well. So uh, perhaps he should be a little bit better known amongst the Bond community. The next slide lists the production designer as Ken Adam. Um, you could probably do a whole hour-long or longer podcast on Ken Adam and his contribution to the Bond films. Probably most famously the uh, volcano base in You Only Live Twice, uh, the massive ship in The Spy Who Loved Me, and um, all of Drax's um, lairs in, in Moonraker. So um, a man who quite simply made a massive contribution to the Bond franchise. The titles then switch from the Bond theme um, into some sort of percussion bongo music. Interesting to hear in the director's commentary Monty Norman talking about how he was unhappy that the Bond theme is sort of chopped and mixed around um, in these credits, I think because he wanted a, a hit single out of it, which wasn't going to happen uh, if, the, if it didn't become well known. But as I say, the titles now transfer into some percussion bongo music and we get the first indication um, in the Bond series of sort of silhouetted ladies dancing, um, obviously fairly tame compared to some of the later efforts, but this is the earliest example of it. Uh, the first screen we see on here lists the production manager as Elsie Rudkin. Um, he was a veteran of the um, Ealing films working on the likes of Whiskey Galore and The Man in the White Suit, and uh, he would return to do the same role on Goldfinger. And the editor, Peter Hunt, um, who... Again, another big name in the Bond uh, family, I guess, um, edited the first three Bond films and uh, famously directed Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which was the first film he ever directed. And I can't imagine there's many directors who have uh, such a great first directing credit on their CV. The next shot tells us that the main title was designed by Morris Binder and the animation by Trevor Bond. Um, obviously, I spoke about that quite a bit last week, so I um, won't go over that again. But uh, obviously, Morris Binder worked on every Bond title sequence up to and including License to Kill, so was one of the longest serving um, crew members on the Bond franchise. The final page of credits um, for this second minute of the film that we're talking about today lists some um, of the other people who worked in the background. Um, Clive Reed was the assistant director. Um, he would go on to work with the Beatles in the film Help. Camera operator was John Winbolt, who would uh, also work on the next three uh, Bond films. Continuity was done by Helen Whitson, who worked on various films, including The Italian Job. Um, probably have to talk about her work later in the film, though, because there's some definite continuity errors. Um, the makeup was John O'Gorman, um, also would work with The Beatles on A Hard Day's Night, and he worked on Casino Royale, the uh, spoof 60s film. The hairstylist was Eileen Warwick, who worked on every Bond film up to and including Diamonds Are Forever. And the sound recordists were Wally Milner and John Dennis. And that concludes Minute 2 of James Bond Minute. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Um, as I say, if you want to give me any feedback, then you can email me at jamesbondminute at mail.com. Um, I also have a Twitter account, which is at Bondstuff, uh, but I will probably change that to at James Bond Minute when I get the chance. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you for episode three soon.